she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. It is so easy to get swayed when you spend time in the online space. If you're in business and you spend any amount of time online, which is kind of impossible not to if you're in business, I'm sure you know what I mean. Within a few seconds of opening up your social media feeds, you'll see content advising you, teaching you, coercing you maybe, or downright metaphorically yelling at you or telling you what to do in order to be a success in business but I encourage you to pause longer as you take in the often bombardment of information and in the pause to find a way to listen to yourself. In the sea of busyness and noise that is the online service provider space, there's no surprise to me that it can be challenging to discern what is actually worth listening to, reading and following. There is a mentor, a guide, spiritual teacher, an educator and a coach always at the ready to tell you what the pathway to success is. But is it really your pathway to success? Welcome to a new episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host here in this wisdom space. And as a business and leadership coach and business educator, author and speaker for close to two decades, I feel like I've seen every possible pathway to success laid out in front of me. Like I haven't literally seen every possible pathway, but honestly, it feels like I have often. I have so much to share with you in today's episode, but before I do, I want to ask if you've tuned into a couple of the recent episodes. I've had such a phenomenal feedback and an experience about my last solo ep. It was episode 18 where I talked about my thoughts on some of the changing landscape in the coaching industry. Now, I have to highlight this particular piece of feedback. It came from Amy Boswinkle. She's a fellow coach and someone you'll definitely hear as a guest later in the year, but she shared this. I feel a resonance with episode 18, the changing landscape of the coaching industry. The way you spoke about ethics from a professional and solid standpoint through your truth really spoke to me. The way you spoke of it with an informed way shining a light as you stated. 
how you spoke of the relationships with your clients, learning from one another, emphasizing unity over conformity, sharing discernment over judgment, seeing people. Those are the things that struck my innermost heart the most. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Amy. My heart, honestly, so full hearing that. And it was something so important to share. And there is honestly so much more around the topic coming in upcoming episodes for four, for sure, I should say, both for myself, but also with the different guests that I've got lined up to, you know, that I'm recording with and that we've got to share with you on the show. Really, like I've only just begun. Now, I also want to illuminate last week's episode with Hamea. Now, it is kind of, God, let me see, it's it's getting my head around this episode. It was phenomenal to create, to co-create the conversation with Hamea, but it is off the charts in terms of download numbers. And Hamaya and I have been chatting most days in the DMs about the feedback she's receiving from her community after sharing the real and uninhibited truth of her spiritual evolution with me in that episode. She even commented to me that being interviewed by me, and I actually really like to call it what we do, a co-creation of a conversation instead of an interview. But what she did say was that the way I asked her questions and held space for her to share, you know, there was a trust there or there was a connection between us. And what she shared, she said that whole experience was a gift to her. Oh, my goodness, my heart is so full of love and gratitude hearing that. And as a natural illuminator, I I know I have a gift for shining the light on what needs and deserves to be seen, known and understood. I do this in every podcast episode with every client and every single interaction we have. It really is one of my core gifts as as a coach, but really as a human. I know that now, but it took me a long time to recognize it and to value this gift. Okay, now that I've kind of highlighted those those last two episodes, let's get stuck into today's episode content. Now, what I've come to understand significantly, and this is our focus for today, is that your pathway to success is not the same as another person's, not ever, like no chance at all. There will be similarities. You may follow certain things that people teach you or guide you or coach you through, and they could look like someone else's, but you'll always do it your way because you're a unique soul. There's no denying that. Now, I've touched on this in other episodes and talked through it with some of our incredible and wise guests, but it really deserves more unpacking, reflection, and understanding. So today, in this new episode, I'm going to share with you, through the lens of my own lived and learned experience, some raw truths about the metrics of business success. I'm not going to tell you necessarily what to measure and why, but I am going to share what not to focus your time and energy on and share opportunities with you about how to define and be guided by your own metrics of success, you know, which I believe are more important, purposeful and useful than anything anyone else will tell you to put your energy and attention to. So whilst as a business owner, I have no doubt you understand my reference to the onslaught of content in your socials, particularly, and your emails, and really any online space for that matter. And I'm sure that you have also been a contributor to the experience. I know I have. I've both shared content that offers guidance and I have consumed, responded to, and taken action on content that does the same. It's not a bad thing at all, unless you are doing that in a way that's giving over your power and authority, the creators of the content. So as a side note, you might also like to listen to episode seven. The focus was need versus choice. How are you making your business decisions? It's definitely a compliment to what I'm sharing today in this episode. Okay. When you are an ambitious, determined soul and things aren't working as you intended, planned and actioned, 
it can be a really disheartening experience. You may remember me talking in an earlier solo episode about the sense of disillusionment, right? It's a, it's a big thing that is very real for all of us at some point in time. The thoughts of failure rise up. You wonder what you're doing wrong. You question most things. You know, maybe you question everything. I know there've been multiple times I found myself caught in the loop of wondering why it's not working. And I, I'm a why person. I'm a I need to know how. I need to understand person. It's written in my archetypes. Like you know, we'll just say that. So the whole needing to know why, needing to understand, is something I need to be very mindful of. But wondering why what I'm doing isn't leading to the results I want and deserve isn't useful at all. You know, I've even asked coaches and my mentors for insight from their perspective and at times have made changes and then taken a different action based on their feedback. Even as recently as last year, honestly, I had a time when I did this until I could no longer respond in this way. So I know I came for me to a realization that the external influence was not supporting me at all. I know I came to this understanding through the numerous coaching sessions with clients who have over the years relied on me as a, a kind of font of their all-seeing, knowing wisdom and decided that I was a, their source of success. Never, like, no, no way, not at all. You are the source of your success. So as an external source of information, say the content you digest, of course you take a coach, a mentor, a guide, these things are not the source of your success. Never, you are. You know, when you're influenced by the external busyness and noise in business, it can be easy to believe the following kind of things that I'm going to give you examples of are true and reliable and things to pay attention to as metrics of success. But, you know, let's be real here. These things are shared as metrics of success by, I hope, well-meaning souls thousands of times a day, yeah? Let me get back, though, to the list that I have planned to share with you. This is not an exhaustive list. There are other things that we could add, but these are things I commonly see often used as metrics of success. Um, whether it's by clients or people I see sharing this as what to focus on as measures of success. Like there's so many different examples of it all over the place. But these are things as I said that I see um, that are easy for a business owner to believe a metrics of success. As I said they're in no important order. It was literally just a brain dump. So I've got them written down so I don't miss any of them. You know, how many people sign up for your masterclass or your webinar or your program? or your mastermind, how many likes and comments are on your social media content, how many people opened your email, how many people clicked on the link in your email, links in your email, and took in other content that you led them to, how optimized are your web pages, you know, SEO, ECO, and Google Analytics, you know, if there's something you've been obsessed with, maybe you don't need to obsess so much, you know, things like how many multiple five-figure months you've had, how many six-plus-figure months you've had, how many sales you've made, whether your real or TikTok went viral. But, you know, what even is the definition of going viral these days? I wouldn't want anything to go viral unless it was with a whole community of my ideal clients. How many testimonials that often really, are, let's, let's face it, random screenshots of clients' messages that you can share to provide proof supposedly of what you've accomplished how fast your instagram following grows or your facebook or tiktok or even linkedin you know whatever the latest trend is on a social kind of platform how many dms you get how many sales calls you you know book and complete how many clients you can say you have how hard you worked or how little you worked how many pics you have to share of the freedom filled lifestyle or luxury lifestyle or whatever it is that you're trying to share with others or just being able to say you've created success as I said, this list is not exhaustive. There are so many other things I could add, but let's unpack some of them 
and some of what I shared so you can understand why through my lens I don't believe that they're metrics of success worth focusing on all right could have started in many places but let's look at likes and comments and all the associated kind of friends and why they're not the ideal focus in terms of measures and how to measure your success now, while you 100% want to measure your marketing efforts and be aware of the interaction um, with your content, whether your emails are getting opened and links click through and what your Google Analytics are, you know, what they're telling you, you do not want to focus on these measures as the be-all and end-all determination of how successful you have been, are, or will be in the future. Use these metrics as a guide. Learn to understand what they're telling you and use that information, like the data, to inform future decisions. But just as I'd share with a client, one stat or piece of data is not a reason to change anything or everything. If you seem to suddenly have, a, say, a drop in engagement in your content, you don't just kind of go and change everything up. These are kind of questions you could ask yourself. You know, have you changed the way you're sharing content and the content you're actually sharing? Have you actually been social on social media and interacted with your chosen community there? Do you actually have a community of your ideal clients following and interacting with you regularly? How often are you sending emails? Perhaps you could do with nurturing your audience to increase open and click-through rates. You know, is there a particular page on your website that gets a lot of traffic? Consider why this might be so and how you could direct more people to specific pages or areas on your website that don't get as much attention. You know, whenever anything shifts, you know, or changes, get curious. Ask yourself questions to create understanding, but don't get fixated on watching every little thing because it'll chew up your energy and your time way too quickly. Energy and time that you could be putting somewhere else that's far more useful and purposeful. So instead, here's an action, kind of a list of suggested actions that you could take for, say, this week and really all time moving forward, let's be honest. Um, dedicate a time of period each day to do the following. So create or post content if you do it in the moment. This is a kind of more like the strategy that I have. Or to check on your content if you it is scheduled and you have it pre-scheduled and going out at particular periods of time. Interact right? Interact in your content, particularly social media. Remember you're sharing with humans and humans tend to like to communicate and interact. The word social exists in social media for a reason. I find it funny how people kind of forget that one. Ensure your content in any space it's shared is useful, purposeful, on brand and includes a call to action defining the one step you would like people to take. And let go of the finite measuring of every little thing that does or doesn't happen with whatever you've shared. So many people voyeuristically engage in content and rarely interact. Like that is a fact. People admit it all the time. It doesn't mean that they don't take in what you've created or shared or that they won't take action at some point. Like I know, and I've seen other, you know, others, you know, online service providers share the same stories. The same realities, really. I've had clients sign up to work with me after following me for years and never buying previously or rarely or never, ever interacting with anything I've ever shared. Kind of shocks me, but it doesn't really at the same time. Okay. So the next thing to kind of unpack a little bit more and to give you some suggested actions that you could take instead, let's talk about the money and sales metrics. So I know there's going to be a lot of conversations shared on the podcast in future episodes, both my solo stuff and also with the guests that I know we've got coming up around this for sure. And I know I've said it before, it's not that long ago that coaches were touting a six-figure year as the pinnacle of success for themselves and most other online service providers. 
But now it's just kind of, it does feel crazy. I'll use that word over and over again. It's a focus on like 10K months or multiple five-figure months, six-figure months, multiple six-figure months, seven or eight-figure years or multiples of that. Now, I've been in business a long time. I've told you that before. I will tell you again in the future, I'm sure. But I can tell you from my experience, there are very few business owners, let alone coaches or online service providers who have seven or multi-seven or more figure years. It's just, it's it's not impossible, but it's a rarity. So I'm not going to ever say, hold yourself back. I've got the visionary creator, inspire believer archetypes. I'm a big dreamer. I've got like really lofty goals, but be realistic in your goal achievement. If you are literally just making your first five figure month, you might not get to multiple six figures this year. You might, but you might not. Like don't set yourself up for failure from the get-go. But focusing too on how much money you've made in terms of your sales each month and thinking that's a metric of success is like you're just going to mesh around with your mindset, your nervous system and anything else that might be a bit wobbly in your world and particularly in your business. And the real important thing is not how much money you turn over in terms of the money you your business you know, actually makes each day, like day or week or month or quarter or year. I've said it again before, it's how much profit you have in your business it's how much, you know, how much are you paying yourself? It's keeping expenses to a minimum and meeting your financial obligations like taxes and other things required for you to confidently lead your business. That's what's actually really important when it comes to money. So just recently, I've got a couple of, of stories to share with you. Just recently, I had a chat with a client of mine and she candidly shared with me how she'd focused in the first couple of years of her business on making money and making the kind of money she saw people telling her she could make. Now, if, you, if you're listening, beautiful soul, I honor you and thank you for sharing this story with me. You'll know who you are for sure. But over the last couple of years or so into her five or six year business, she has completely reframed money. Now she knows the actual purpose of her money, how much she needs to earn to pay herself abundantly save, cover her expenses. And she's always focusing on lowering those expenses. And she said, she's so much happier. She said she actually gave me a figure and it's, you know, in terms of a per annum um, mark in terms of turnover and profitability, she's got it all worked out, which I was so excited about. It's under 6K, right? Sorry, 6K? Under six figures. It's not under 6K. I don't know. No one could live on 6K. It's under six figures, you know, but this will actually see her making and having for herself as take-home pay more money than she's ever had before. And this is whilst working also a two-day-a-week job that provides her with stability and security. I loved it, right? This is a thriving money, smart way to work with money. Along the same lines, I remember many years ago talking with a client who offered an incredibly niche service that was high-end in investment due to the skill required and her expertise, the client experience, and the results her clients received. Now, she'd been obsessing over needing to make 300 k a year with a goal to make sure she maximized her profit. So she was focused on the profit thing, but she had this figure in mind. And this is, oh, goodness me, I can't even remember how long, 14, 15 years ago. It's a long time ago. So 300K went a long way back then. It still goes a long way now, right? But she had a team to pay. She had expensive equipment to maintain and invest in and was focused on bringing home more from her in terms of to her own family income. So there was capital to invest in her husband's startup business. Plus there were school fees, a mortgage, car loans, and costs of everyday things to cover for a growing family. 
but she got so focused on the dollar figure as a measure and need and oh, sorry, a measure of need and success that she'd obsessed over needing new clients all the time. Like it was just relentless. And I remember her being in quite an anxious state one day, explaining to me how she felt like she was failing. It was in the last quarter of the year and she was so focused on getting new clients that her current projects were actually being compromised, right? She was getting, you know, feedback from clients and team of that kind of she suggesting maybe she dropped the ball, which is not working well for her at all. Now, I remember asking her one question that shifted everything for the better. And the question was, how many clients do you need paying you the average fee per project to achieve the money in or turnover goal you've set? Kind of looked at me initially with a bit of like, I don't kind of know where to start this. So we did the calculations together and guess what the answer was? I wish I could actually have any direction from you right now. But the answer was four. She needed just four clients the following year to achieve what she wanted to achieve. And she already had two confirmed to start early in the new year. So the answer was actually two. She needed two clients to achieve her wish in the following calendar year. Now, I remember this vividly, right? I was sitting, this is a client that I was working with in person in my office at the time and sitting across from me, she burst into tears, but it was through a sense of relief. And she told me kind of through the tears that this effortless thing that I go on about finally felt possible. And with that, we were able to work together to redirect her energy to her current projects, her team's efficiency, so so that they could if they chose to, take on more work. And then she also let herself off the hook of needing to hustle for clients, which was so not part of her natural personality anyway. You know what? The following year, she finalized six incredible projects, two were award-winning. Her team expanded and she easily made what she desired to make and then some. And she had a rinse and repeat strategy, one of my favorite things to use for the lifetime of her business. And all these years later, she's still in business today. So instead of being like my client and obsessing and distracting yourself from what is most important, here's my suggested actions or things to focus on. Yeah, These will be in the show notes in our um, transcripts that we share. So if you want these questions and these points, that's a place to go to get them so you don't have to kind of madly write them down now. But let me share them with you. What do you actually need to make in terms of take-home pay from your business to cover expenses and paying yourself to meet your personal needs, including some savings? What do you want to make in addition to create wealth pathways? Now, when I think of a wealth pathway, I would think of an investment, yeah, something like that. What turnover do you need to create in terms of profit to support these two figures above? Like I would focus on achieving the first one, making sure that you're paying yourself what you need to pay yourself at home, and then you could move on to the second one. Yeah, a lot of coaches that teach on money and sales talk about having that extra money of being like in a state or a space of overflow. What are your true expenses in business? Like you actually want to look at your accounts for this one and ensure too that those accounts are correct. And then ask yourself, how can you reduce those expenses to increase your profit margin? Also, what is your profit margin, right? If you don't know how to work out the answers to some of these questions, then get help to do so. You do not have to guess. You don't have to try and Google a thousand things and try and find someone to watch online who can give you an idea. Go to your accountant, your bookkeeper, say a profit first professional. I'm a big fan of of profit first. Money or profit coach, your business coach, if they actually know how to do this, because many of them won't. A lot of business coaches actually don't know how to work with you around the intricacies of money. 
But based on the average cost of your services or products, how many items do you need to sell or clients you need to work with in a chosen timeframe to achieve the dollar goal that you're now working towards? Like that's a really important one. I just highlighted that in the story I shared before. Achieve this and I'd say it's a valuable measure of your success and achieve it sustainably and there's likely even more evidence that you'll continue to achieve what you have been working towards long term. It's not a fail-proof or foolproof kind of formula, but all these years in business, the people that I see that will know these figures, work towards them and achieve them sustainably are the ones that are still in business and still in business profitably. Yeah. Okay. Now, and these ones, these, these suggestions are things that would be so nourishing for your mindset and how you take action. Ignore the messaging that tells you you have to earn a certain amount to be a success. Like you don't know what your amount is. That is what you need to focus on. Focus on what you need and what and want and let that be your driver. Like let that be your motivator. Review it every year for sure. Like because our expenses, our cost of living can go up and change. We might have a goal to do, say, renovation at home, to travel in a different way, to invest in our business, to bring on a team member. So you need to be mindful about as things evolve, you need to evolve those numbers too. Relax more. The hustle and excessive action or busyness isn't likely to be helpful. If you want to hear more about like relaxing more in business, go and check out episode, I think it was episode 17 with Laura Dick, where we talked about, you know, relax as a pathway to success. Um, So good, right? And then focus on what I call three MIAs, not missing in actions, most important actions. And do this at the start of each day. This is how I start, start my days every day in my business. I have three key things, my most important actions, my priorities, if you like, and I wrote that, write those out into my um, working kind of handwritten like diary for my business. And I would suggest, this is exactly what I do, that you ensure at least two of those three things have some direct immediate or long-term influence on you making money. So an example, let me give you an example, like one yesterday. So uh, earlier, you know, in the, it was yesterday, it was, I'm going to give myself all tongue that like confused about what day of the week it was. Doesn't matter. Earlier this week, I spent some time setting up a whole lot of things for the new month that's coming up. Yeah. So I'm kind of recording this, you know, in, in late January, 2023, and it's going to be going live in February. I, my three MIAs for that particular day, which was a day of creating in my business. It was not a client day. It was kind of admin, but creating was the first thing. I've got two masterclasses coming up. I'm going to tell you a little bit about those a little bit later. And I also have a program coming up. So my focuses were on setting the things up with those that had not been completed. Now they all have some direct, immediate and long-term influence on me making money. There's a free masterclass, there's a paid masterclass, yeah, and the program that one of those masterclass leads to. They are all opportunities for me to be paid, yeah. So there was actually, you know, my three MIAs were all focused on immediate and long-term making money, yeah. So that's the kind of thing that I mean. It could be reviewing your accounts. If you review your accounts and get clear about what your expenses are and, say, cancel some software subscription that you've been paying for, goodness knows, months or years that you don't need, that's a lot, both an immediate and long-term influence on your money. So, you know, think about that. Oh, and kind of this one is key and something that we go into in great deal detail in my Thriving Money program. What's your why behind earning money? Like what is the purpose for you to earn money? Just knowing how much you need to earn to cover your basics is one thing, but knowing what drives you to earn money. 
I've got some incredible goals in my bigger vision around giving back and I need money to do that. I also need money to create certain things in my business to be able to work in certain ways, uh, to be able to offer certain experiences for clients. So, you know, those are all drivers. Plus, you know, I'm not a mum. I never had children of my own, but I am an auntie and I have a vision of being able to create incredible opportunities that are going to require money for my nieces and nephew. Right. So there are lots of things that are driving. You know, want to know what your why is behind your money. What's the purpose for you to earn money? Okay. Lastly, let's talk about the other offer, often kind of misaligned metrics like numbers of clients, numbers of inquiries, numbers of sales calls, numbers of screenshots of testimonials, and that those kind of things, right? Anything else that you can think of really. But hopefully with the stories about clients that I've shared earlier, you feel motivated to understand and at this moment in time to really know more about the money you need to make, the money you want to make, and can see that sometimes it's actually less clients and not more that will lead you to fulfill your definition of success. So your number of clients is not necessarily a thing to focus a lot of attention on. We're definitely not having more of them. So let me just kind of share some numbers with you. Say you want to make 100K, right? 100K in sales this year. You could sell 10,000 of something at $10, 1,000 of something at 100, 100 of something at $1,000, or 10 of something at $10,000. Yeah. So they're all the numbers. You just got to work out what you want to make. You know, make sure you know your profit margin and you kind of work backwards. So you can choose what you're going to sell, but really know what, as I said, one of the questions earlier, know what the average price is of what you sell. Or maybe you genuinely have a business where you work with clients at a high investment based on the entire experience and outcome. And maybe you need like 3.5 clients to achieve your six figures. You get to decide like you really do. But also just let me kind of highlight this one. There are people telling you high end is the only way to go. And that if you focus on working with people who have a lot of money, you'll make a lot of money. But honestly, BS to that, definitely red flag time. That is not the truth either. If you are, say, the kind of soul who has, you you know, doesn't have any alignment to anything luxury or high end, because there are people that don't care for that kind of stuff. What if you have a product business and there is a cap on how much you can charge and the profitability of your products? What if you work in an industry where there is a regulation on what you can charge? What if you don't like people who are into luxury kind of stuff? Like there's all genuine reasons why luxury or high end although you can use those words interchangeably, and not the way maybe to go for you. It works beautifully for some people. There's definitely archetypes like the queen ruler that this is perfectly aligned for, but a lot of other people doesn't make sense to. So positioning yourself as a luxury brand and experience in charging more might be your pathway to success, and it might not be. As with everything, it's not fail or foolproof, not at all. Having a large number of inquiries and lots of sales calls or discovery sessions does not equal success either. It equals a lot of inquiries and calls. If you don't know how to support someone in their decision to work with you, and that does not mean coercing them or trying things like scarcity and FOMO, then they're just inquiries. None of these or the testimonial screenshots saying I'm in and sign me up are measures of success. Until there is money exchanged, it's a promise. Well, kind of actually not even that. Maybe an intention that someone is going to work with you. You know, they're showing that they plan to do that. But until, you know, the money's exchanged, it's not happening. Now, I've got one more action suggestion for you today based on our theme, and I'll share that with you, but I just want at this point in time to let you know what's coming up in in this month for Thrive Factor Co. So before I wrap up today, let me highlight a couple of things for coming up for February 2023. 
Yeah, I'm hosting a free masterclass on Wednesday the 8th, Australian morning time. So that's Tuesday the 7th for those of you in the US. And I just want to say too, we have our biggest listener audience in the US. So hello, everyone stateside. Thank you for tuning in. Now, there's a link in the show notes to join me for intentional success. That's what the uh, whole masterclass is about. And if the time zone doesn't work, know that I record and make available recordings for every single thing I teach. Non-negotiable in my world and something I began doing early in my business when I found too many trainings and programs and offers and all sorts of things unavailable to me as they were in the middle of the night where I am on the east coast of Australia and there was no recording. So we changed that one. I'm also hosting the Intentionality Program commencing the 15th of February. So that comes after the Intentional Success Masterclass. And I so love hosting this. Like we dive into the mindset and action behind intentionality and what that even is to start with, right? And how to use it to get focused, confident, and motivated in your business and life. It's such a brilliant experience with audio trainings and live sessions for group coaching. And lastly, at this stage for our February highlights, I'm getting so many questions about how we've created such success with this podcast, She Leads, She Thrives. So I'm hosting a paid masterclass on the 23rd of February, Australian morning time. That's Tuesday evening, the 22nd of Feb for those in the US and everyone else. I'm sure that you're probably used to working out your time zone in relation to the US. I know I had to learn that very quickly when I started business. But the links for this and everything else are in the show notes as well. I can't wait to share with you all the key foundations for success from hosting three successful podcasts and on the back of the success of this gorgeous one. She's four months old on the 6th of February and will be well over 16,000 downloads by then and currently have been listened to in 23 different countries. So wherever you are listening in, hello, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Come connect on socials. You can find me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor on Insta. And, you know, let me know if you'd like to join or like the link to join my Facebook community for women in business and leadership. It's actually cool. She leads, she thrives. So you should be able to find that easily. I host free training in there every month and we chat a lot about the Thrive Factor archetypes and all the kinds of things that you hear in these episodes. Okay, my final action suggestion is this for this topic for today. Get super clear, like in lots of fine detail, on what your definition of success is. Like write it out, challenge yourself until it feels complete. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a definitive or I've written my definition of success and this is it for the be all and end all for time. No, it'll evolve, it'll change. So review it every now and then and update it if it's no longer aligned. And if you know your Thrifate archetypes, tune into the key themes of each. There are tangible clues, in fact, reliable insights into what matters to you most. And those are so worth considering in terms of your definition of success. So to give you an example, for me, it's having nourished energy for my inspirer believer, spacious wealth for my liberator engineer, amplified trust for my visionary creator and wise leadership for my mentor teacher. And coincidentally, or maybe not, I made these themes or my themes for the year. And each month I'm checking in and defining exactly what that looks like, feels like, and could be like when these are my reality in life and business. It's been such a great way to kind of evolve the energy of what's your theme word for the year, what's your vision board, and to do it differently in a way that just feels fun and, you know, expansive. So for now, it's time to sign off. Have a wonderful start to your February and I'll be back next week with a new guest, the fabulous Penny Sue in New Zealand. Penny, oh my goodness, the way she teaches messaging is so fantastic. I like, I was taking kind of notes, trying to host the the episode we had, taking notes on the side. Um, I've taught messaging myself, but I just love the way that Penny teaches it. And I so have no doubt in my mind that you'll love hearing this conversation too, particularly if you felt like you're kind of not getting the results you want in your business, you're kind of not connecting with your ideal clients. 
the things that Penny's going to share in this conversation we have ready for you next week, you're going to just, I know you're going to think differently. So stay true to you, define your own metrics of success and set yourself up to thrive. I'll see you in a new episode very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.